welcome to <laughs> Greetings from Insanity. Uh, this is our first episode. I am Ashley. And I'm Brittany. And we are going to cover a hot topic today, no pun intended. Our first episode, of course, is going to be about arson, because why not start off super duper strong? Uh, how, the, how the heck are you? I am fantastic. You doing well? well You've had a bad day. Yeah, well, had a really good last night, so, you know, we're just uh, recovering today. A lot of uh, hydration. How are Sundays you doing? Are Sundays are for sleeping oh, in. yes. I watched a three-year-old all weekend, so yeah, I'm so. exhausted. <laughs> Understandable. I'm exhausted because she's, love her to death, so tiring. That's fair. That's fair. 100%. Yeah. I don't have any children in my life, so. She doesn't nap anymore, so I don't get to oh. nap anymore. That's what I miss That's about her being bummer. a baby is like yeah. when she napped, I napped. That would be. I can't even imagine being a parent. That just sounds horrible. <laughs> All right. Do you want to just crack into it? Yeah, let's go for it. Okay. So, as we stated, our topic is arson. Mm-hmm. And, you know, most people probably know what it is, but, you know, what is arson? Need a, I need so, a Webster's Dictionary. I'm hitting you with a definition. Thank God. What is arson? Mm-hmm. It's a crime of willfully and deliberately setting fire to or charring property. Though the act typically involves buildings, the term can also refer to the intentional burning of other things, such as like motor vehicles, watercraft, or even forests. Okay. Which I did not know it forest. included forest in that. But yeah. Smokey the Bear would be very sad. I know. He'd be like, what the fuck is going on here? <laughs> Only you can prevent wildfires, yet you're starting them. Exactly. You're 14. Sit down. <laughs> or 40. Or 40. <laughs> you're young. Sit down. Right. So, yeah, that is... um. What arson actually is. Yeah. And you're going to kick us off first? Yes. Okay. So, my human, Mm -hmm. I decided to investigate upon, Mm. is John Orr. Name sounds familiar. Yeah, he was also known as the Pillow Pyro. (sighs) Yeah. Yes. Yep. Yes, but I don't know very much about this. I just know the name. Yeah. So, I'm buckling my seatbelt. And I'm going to listen to you while I Buckle stare at you, kiddos. even though you will be looking at your laptop. <laughs> All right. So, John, and I might just call him Johnny. Don't know if he ever went by that nickname. Go but, for it. You know. Is he still alive? Uh, Yes, as far as I could tell, unless he died within the past week. So far, so, so he far is still 73 alive. years old now. Well, he's still kicking it. That's relatively young. Yeah, so he was born, if you can do math fast which i cannot know but he was born april 26 1949 okay which it just feels like that was an eternity ago now well yeah that's but, like mean, world war Two. yeah wild times not like that sounded bad no all sorts of it though <laughs> yeah yes absolutely 100 percent. all right so who was john orr tell me all right so he was a former fire captain and arson investigator for the Glendale Fire Department in Southern California. Weird, right? You know, he's supposed oh. to be putting out fires, but he's starting them. We don't Arson love that. investigator, too. Yep. That's serious. He's really good at his job. Really Wait, good at his okay. job. okay, you're probably going to tell me. Did he investigate his own arsons? You'll tell me. You'll tell me. You'll we'll tell me if it's true. That. You'll tell me if it's true. That's exciting. I like that. 
All right. So he was really well respected too. Like a very well respected arson investigator. He like conducted the he even conducted fire investigation classes. I mean, but who better to learn from than an actual arsonist? Absolutely. So I'm like, you know what? At least you're preventing people it for did other that. people. Like people do that. Yeah, isn't like that the people wild? that like got involved in cases. Like yeah. they do that. They like love to get involved in their own cases. There was that one I'm sure we'll cover it, so why am I even saying this? There was that one guy that, that wrote about wrote... his own. Yeah. 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 We'll have to cover him. We'll soon. cover it. We'll have to point. do it. One of us will do it. I know we will. Oh, hundred percent. Yeah. So yeah, but this guy also wrote articles and often spoke on local TV whenever a fire broke out. Yeah. And he was usually the first firefighter on the scene. Of course he was. And Shocker. he also knew the best way to put each fire out. Good for him. <laughs> Mainly because he was causing so many fires. So, oh. um, also, like, from what his coworkers said about him, that he was pretty strange... He would chase down burglars and shoplifters in his fire truck because he wanted to be a police officer. That's sad. Yeah. Like, who does that? Imagine a a fire truck. Like, you Uh. see someone, like, think of, like, a cartoon, you know, like, the, like, black mask on, like, jumping out of a window that they broke with, like, bags full of stuff. You see this fire truck guy, like, turning on his... It's lights. I'm just like picturing like an old lady going like 30 on a 45 and it's just like pull over. Oh, oh. Yep, yep. And I just imagine like he put like his, half his body out yeah. when he was like driving like. He's like using his fire hose as a lasso and he's just yeah. like getting perpetrators. Yeah. So. I, oh, sorry. He's a bad person. But that is very funny to think of. Yeah. When I read about that, I was just like. That's very didn't. funny. That's, he didn't. That's very funny. I like that a lot. So, yeah, that's a little bit of a funny side to him. That's sad, though, because firefighters are really good people. Yeah. And uh, I don't... They don't do as much bad stuff as cops do, from what I know. Except for this firefighter. Well, yes. But in general, yes. In general. Yes. Yes. Statistically speaking. Statistically speaking, I think they are better people. Firefighters are better people. I agree. I agree. 100%. So, Johnny Orr was active in the 80s and early 90s. Guess how many fires he set? I'm gonna say. You're either gonna go way higher or way low. I'm really good at doing that. I'm gonna say 42. 2000. No. About 2000 fires, so like there's no like exact number. No. Yeah. That's so many. And it was like he was active in like the time span of. I don't know when he exactly started, but 80s and early 90s. So he was active for at least 10 or 11 years. That's so yeah. many. And when he got caught, this might be jumping too far down. Uh, when it's he fine. got caught, though, 90% of the fires in his area disappeared. Uh, yeah, they just like, I was kind they, of they got thinking, cut down like, by 90%. I was kind of thinking of like maybe all of the ones that he goes to. Like, what if it's his? No wonder he's first on the scene. Yeah. There was that Criminal Minds episode. Oh, and you want to know how much... Oh, yeah. Criminal Minds? 
Yeah, there was that one episode where it was like a firefighter, I think, and he was starting fires. Yeah. And so there's that like really disturbing scene of he's like burning down a building and he's like standing in the middle of the fire in his fire outfit. That's wild. I haven't seen that episode, but I do love it's like Minds. A, it's like an early episode. Hey, I love I've seen Minds, Minds too much. And then guess how much money, like property wise, damage wise, this all costs? Four trillion dollars. <laughs> well, probably, but. Like from my research, it oh. said tens of millions of do- dollars. Tens oh. of millions. No one can pay that off. Was it like buildings? Was it like what? Yeah, so he set fire to like a lot of stuff. Like everything. But the one that got him caught was a building. And I will tell you about that. Okay, I know, I know. I'm jumping <laughs> ahead. I just, yeah. All right, and like we're about to talk about right now. Okay. So, the only fire that he said that killed people is the one that he got caught with. Oh, that's good at least. Yeah, so he killed four people from the fire, and one of the people was, like, a three-year-old. Oh. Yeah. Oh, I just closed my eyes and watched that episode. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Sad as fuck. Yeah. And he set fire to a hardware store. Why? Yeah, I don't... I don't know. Did he not like it? So... I think he, the more so thing that he, what he likes is just causing chaos. Yeah. I get it. Well, no, like he really. I don't get it, but like I understand. I, yeah. He really likes fires. Like Uh really likes them. Uh Uh-oh. Yeah. So he also, um, so this fire he said to the hardware store. Mm -hmm. Everyone else that arrived, because of course he investigated this one. Of course. Everyone agreed besides him that was an electrical fire he insisted it was set on he wanted the credit he was just like no like there's an arsonist out there like (gasps) this one was not an electrical fire and everyone was just like no it is like there were he could have easily gotten away with this one because he would just shut up about it but i mean i'm happy that you know, he, he likes to put his ego if, way if too up there. If starting fires and people knowing that someone starting fires gets his rocks off, he's not going to let anybody think that, that it was, an it was like an accidental fire. Yeah. So how he set the fires. Ugh. He, uh, this is how he got his nickname, the Pillow Pyro. Okay. He would attach a cigarette. To a book of matches wrapped in paper with cotton and bedding secured with a rubber band. So he would light the cigarette and like place it and then just let it slowly burn down until it hit the matches. And then it had like all of that bedding mm-hmm. stuff with it for like, you know, uh, is it called kindling? Yeah. Oh, camp a lot. Kindling. So it's yeah. basically like kindling that he put and then it just, he put it next to something else that would be flammable. Sure. And then it would cause destruction. They thought it was an electrical fire, though. Yep. That I didn't it get say into why? the details of it that. It didn't say why? Everything I saw, like, everyone else thought everyone. it was an electrical fire. I mean, maybe it was, like, near a box. Yeah, that's something. what I'm assuming. I don't know enough about it. Or they just couldn't fires. find the origin of it. Yeah, so that So then they too. assumed, like electrical fires all and if thing, like maybe like a like a evidence. electric rope i don't know what those are called 
yeah got damaged <laughs> maybe they're like oh yeah it's damaged because like this caused it yeah or maybe like it wasn't wired correctly or something that they're like yeah this is what did it yeah so maybe i'm guessing know. something like that and probably when the fire broke out i'm guessing i'm not you know a fire investigator or no me either a pro by any means but i I'm haven't guessing... been near a fire Never. Not of a building, at least. Okay. Okay, I was going to say, like, a bonfire. You've been to No, I haven't bonfires. been, like... Like, I've seen a building on fire, but I haven't been, like, oh. close enough to it. I've never seen a building on fire, like, in person. Oh, really? Like, in person, in person? Like, I've seen pictures, videos. The fire department in my town, like, they do, like, controlled burns sometime and recently. Oh. In my hometown, not here. They um, do them here, too, but I never see it actually on fire. Yeah, I've, I've only few, ever seen like, a charred, never, like, actu- active burning. I've I've only seen like maybe four in my lifetime of like a building like, like that's, on fire. I wonder what the statistical like average is. I for think him. all of the ones that I've seen though are like controlled burns. Like they're not that's like fair. accidental. I'm sorry. Go back to your story. Yes. So that's how he got nicknamed the Pillow Pyro. Sure. And uh, so because he was an arson like investigator, he used to go like arson like conferences mm-hmm. and stuff like not for arsonists but like a fire science yeah fire mm-hmm. part of it mm-hmm. like being on the good side of arsonists yeah. not the person setting the fire but yeah so he uh got caught seven years after this hardware fire uh, the hardware store fire and continued to set them ablaze like after like this fire so but this is the one that made him get caught but it was, took seven so years. So it wasn't his last one. No. It's just okay. the one that made him okay. get caught. Okay. So he was uh, apprehended December 4th of 1991. I'm so. sorry. Uh, my story takes place in December of 1991. Wild. That's fun. Okay. Okay. Yeah. So that's when he got caught. That's very. Wow. And he got caught by a fingerprint. That I was like. Ya the first part of evidence but like so backtrack a little bit Mm -hmm. so he attended two arson investigators conferences uh where he lit a bunch of small fires at both to show like as an arsonist like oh he was just there he was there and then it was just like fire great like let's do it and then so when that happened they, like, connected the dots that someone might have been at both because sure. of how skilled they were and knew, like, how to not get caught. Yeah, 100%. So... If it's traveling, like, you're gonna be exactly. like... Exactly. Hmm, this person was at both of these places. Okay, that makes sense. And only 10 people attended both conferences. My guy. Yeah. Be better. Yeah, so... I'm not telling you how to do crime, but... So from those 10 people, they took this fingerprint they found at the scene and matched it to him. Idiot. Okay. So they yeah. weren't going to like fing- like fingerprint like I I feel like these were pretty big conferences. I forgot to look up the exact number, but they were big, so they're not going to like you know, look up hundreds of people. Mm-hmm. So they just like cross-examined, found only 10 people. Makes the most sense. Uh, you know, cross-examined fingerprints and yeah. realized, well, shit. Hey, yeah. this is the dude. 
But that's not necessarily I what thought got you him meant arrested. That, I thought you meant that ten people were at this conference. No, ten and people like, were sad. at both of them. That makes that makes more sense. So it's like yeah. you know, like Yeah, you see yeah. who's at both. Yeah, that makes sense. But that's not necessarily what got him totally arrested. There was something else even more damning evidenced. So after he like got taken into custody, they decided to do so like when he got arrested, in his car, he had matches cigarettes rubber bands bedding Mm -hmm. so that Mm -hmm. was even more damning evidence but that's not the most crazy part still no because like anybody could have that technically exactly so then it was like you know they did like a search of his house sure and he wrote a 350 page manuscript and it read like a confession and it was called the point of origin he wrote a manifesto yes and it, of course he did. Re- it literally like was exactly each fire he like like did. he was trying to write a book yes not a manifesto like a book that's basically like because like the main character like <gasps> was him <gasps> two of the characters that died in it matched up with the, the three-year-old and the grandmother i think it was a grandma might that's have been so grandfather sad. but yeah like yeah, so they were just like, it was literally his confession that he just wrote out for them. Isn't that wild? So, Criminals this is what sometimes. really got him arrested. Of course. And, uh, you know, it describes a fireman who was an arsonist. Weird. John Orr mm-hmm. is a fireman. Like a head honcho fireman. Yeah, and like an arson investigator. Yeah. And then he's also an arsonist. I did want to read one small tidbit please. out of the manifesto. Please. And it's very small. It's just the only part that made my jaw literally drop. Please. I want to hear it. All right. So he relaxed. So the, the, like the setting is he's watching... A fire. Okay. After he sets it. Okay. He relaxed and partially stroked his erection watching the fire. Ew. So yeah, he really liked fires. That's gross. Yeah. Is there there's a is there a name for that? That's a fantastic question. I, pyrophilia, I think I'm saying that right, is relatively uncommon paraphilia in which a subject derives gratification from fire and fire starting activity. Okay, so yeah, that's definitely Yeah, that's it. So because of that, you know, like, it was not hard to convict him. Of course. So he's serving life plus 20 years for arson and murder. Sure. And while in prison, though, he kept writing. And I found what he wrote. I'll read you some titles that... Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'll read you some titles, but, um... And you can find all of these on the American Prison Archive at Hamilton College. That's a thing? Yep. And you can search up anyone on it. Wait, so, what's that website? Uh, what is it? We can link it. But what is it's, it? It's like I looked it's up just John like, Orr. Like people can, people in prison just write and then they can put that on there? Yeah. I know what I'm doing tonight. Yeah, so like you can look up any name and like it's just like a database and you can like and then you can search terms and you can add different stuff and like he's only written six and his most that's recent one amount? was in 2015 okay so like that's how i know he's still writing because sure. he started in 
three, it looks like, and then the most recent is 2015. Wow. So some titles. Yeah. Here we are. County Erections. Uh, Federal Felines. What? Mail Call. M-A-L-E? M-A-I-L. Okay, that's better. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Like a mailman. Okay. Okay. Uh, Squander 101. (laughs) Talking in Circles. And The Right High. (sighs) I read um, County Erections because I was curious. And it's just because he misheard someone say, like, election. Oh. Yeah. Okay. And it was his prison, like, person. His, like, not his a cellmate. His, not his cellmate, but, like, neighboring cell. Sure. Like, someone that's in it with. Yeah. In there with him. Because he, like, was by himself in his cell. He didn't have a cellmate. Because Good. he was. Dumb? Well, he was a firefighter, so he would be. He would have a lot of enemies, yeah. probably. People don't like people that do stuff with law i didn't even think about that because like i know that like policemen don't last long in prison but yeah. i never even thought about like a firefighter yeah so he like they got... don't arrest anybody though no but people just don't like people in law if they're I criminals I guess. I guess unless you are a criminal but they still don't like you i guess but... i get it yeah so that and is... he killed a kid you don't last long if you killed a kid no never people like that you know kill like anything and everything they stay away from kids usually. Yeah. Unless you're fucked up, then I say if you kill we a can kid, you do that don't. As a topic. Yeah, you really don't last. Though. I'll cry the whole time. You don't last long if you kill kids in there. Yeah. But yeah, so that is John Copilo or Wow! Snap! 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 Thank you. But yeah, he. Wow! Is a... I knew that name, and I think it. I think I kind of knew that story, but not as much. Yeah, as soon as, like, I started researching it, I was just like, oh, I definitely know who this is, but I just totally forgot his name. Yeah, I think I knew. I think, as you know, when you're, like, when you're interested in stuff like this, like, you hear a lot of stories. Mm -hmm. So I think I just remembered something about, like, a fireman that was starting fires. But sometimes, you know, if I, like, watch too much Criminal Minds, then I'm like, yeah, that's a real story. (laughs) That makes sense. That makes sense. I got you And I'm like, yeah, that's real. Yeah. Yeah. And it's super not. I loved it. Thank you. Thank wow. you for listening. Do we want to crack into mine? Yeah. Okay. Let's hear about it. So today, I don't know. I don't know if you've heard of this one. Maybe you have. I, I'm really bad with names. I say I, as soon as I saw the name, even when I started researching, I'm like, I don't think I know this person. Okay. So his name is Cameron Todd Willingham. Do not know the name. I'm going to say Willingham. It might be Willingham. If I feel like Willingham is... I'm going to say Willingham. that I know. I'm going to say Willingham, though. You can call him Camp Cam. Well, I am going to call him Todd, because apparently everybody that knew him knows that he went by Todd and not okay. Cameron. Yeah, that makes sense. So for I the mean, most, yeah. for like the biggest chunk of it, I'm just going to call him Todd. Okay. Because that's what he went by to people that knew him. Awesome. This takes place in Corsicana, Texas. Corsicana. I'm not really sure how to pronounce it. Should have looked it up. On December 23rd of 1991. Yeah, so it's like right so this, after. So I say same month. That's wild. This is when like the event happened though. Okay. So some of the other stuff takes place like 
prior or after? After, after okay. Because this, from, you know, I'll get into it, though, but this is, like, the only crime that he has been arrested for. Okay. And they don't really suspect that there's anything else. Um, I don't cover it, but, like, it sounds like his childhood wasn't great, of maybe, like, he got in trouble, he, like, stole some bikes. Like, it was, like, really minimal things that, like, he might have been kind of a trouble kid, but it wasn't, like, that he got arrested it was okay. just that he got in trouble for things. Yeah. Sure. When you said small little things, I was going to assume you're going to be like like walking out of class early or something. You're like no stealing no. bicycles. Well, I mean, I feel I like mean, in the grand scheme of things of crime, minor. like that's pretty small. Yeah, pretty minor. So that's like all he really did. I don't know like how many bikes he stole. Like I don't know. It just said that did he, he got up a bike shop, bike shop or anything. Uh, not that I'm aware of. <laughs> so we know it's at least two. But at least to a hundred. Okay, but I'll I'll okay. <laughs> so, on the morning of December twenty third, nineteen ninety one, around ten fifteen a.m., um, Buffy Barbie, who lived two houses down, love that name by the way, Buffy, Buffy Barbie. Barbie, love that. It's B A R B E E though, so it's not like the doll. Oh. Um, Buffy Barbie, who lived two houses down from the Willingham house, was playing in her backyard when she smelled smoke and ran inside to tell her mom Diane. Diane apparently was watching The Price is Right, which was a fact that I read that I thought it was so funny. Why do I care what she was watching? <laughs> I thought that was hilarious, though. Like, I'm I sure think, it's included. I think they said that because, like, that's how she knew, like, what time of day oh, it was. yeah, that makes sense. Because she was, like, watching that specific show. Yeah, that makes sense. So I think that's why they had said it, of, like, I knew it was, like, 10, 15-ish mm-hmm. because, because I was, was watching right. was The on. Price is Right. That makes sense. But as soon as they ran outside, that they, they saw that the Willingham house was on fire and that the man of the house, Todd, um, was standing on the front porch wearing only a pair of jeans and covered in soot. Like so, no shoes even? No, no. He was only wearing jeans. Wow. I'll cover it. Come on. Oh, wow. And apparently while he was standing on the front porch, he kept on screaming, my babies are burning up. That's all he was saying. He was the only person outside of like the house. Like children? My babies are burning up. Or, like, pets. My babies. I'll cover it. Okay. Um, so, the people that lived in the house, um, so it was Todd, um, and as soon as he saw Diane, the neighbor, he yelled for her to call the fire department, and after she left, he insisted that he was, he kept on trying without success to get back into the house to save the kids. So they were there human were children, children. Okay. human children. So the people that lived in the house was Todd with his wife Stacy, oh. and then a two-year-old named <gasps> Amber and one-year-old twins oh. named oh Carmen and Cameron. Oh my god! So sad. Babies. So he was shouting, "My babies are burning up," oh and he kept god. on shouting this. And all of the neighbors were saying that, like he, you could tell that he was super upset about this, but like the house was so engulfed in flames that like. He couldn't go It in was there. ridiculous to try to go inside. Yeah. Um, it was to the point that um, I, someone that was on the scene, I think it was like a firefighter, maybe a cop, um, had to handcuff him at one point because he was so upset. Oh, shit. That, like, he kept on, like, trying to fight and go back into the house, and everyone was like, no, please don't go back in the house. Yeah. Like, it is so burnt up at this point. So they thought it was ridiculous. Sorry, I'm going so off track. No, you're fine. Um... So yeah, he insisted that he was trying to go back into the house to save him because he was so upset about all this. 
And while he was waiting for the firemen, he actually broke um, at least one of the windows that led to the kids' room because he was going to try to get him out that way. Okay. Um, so this house was just a one-story house, sounded pretty small. Like, all three of the kids were sharing one room. Aww. And it sounds like, clearly, from the front of the house, yeah. like, one of the windows there led to the kids' room. Because it kind of sounds like the layout is, like, you walk in, there's, like, a hallway. Right by the front door is the kids' room. The master bedroom's there somewhere. And then, like, the back of the house is the kitchen. Okay. I promise that that matters. <laughs> I promise it matters and that I'm not just saying that. Okay. Um, so, yeah, he tried to break up in one of the windows, but at this point, the fire had, like, basically kind of exploded in the kids' oh, room. So there was no. no way that anybody other than firemen that are trained for this are yes. going to go inside the house. Um, so when they finally got to the house, the firemen, um, one of them actually went inside to try to get the kids. Um when that fireman went into the house, though, he went into the kitchen and he saw that the fridge was blocking the back door, which what? he thought was weird. That is weird. Unless it was like super small of a house that maybe like that's where it made sense. But he thought it was really, really weird. That is super He thought weird. it was weird. Because it is. Like you don't just see like furniture in front of doors unless the door goes nowhere. You know, like have you seen those houses that just like have a random door and there's like no patio? Yes, I have. That's yeah. like a weird drop off. Yeah. Yeah. No, this one had, it didn't say that it was like a patio or anything, but it sounds like it was an exit. Okay. Like usable. Like a usable exit. Because and you I, said it was a one, a one story. story. So, yeah. so like it wasn't that high up. It was a smaller home. Like it was. That's super So there was weird. a fridge blocking the exit, which they thought was weird. Um, the firemen eventually got Amber out of the house and performed. And that's the wife. Amber is the two-year-old. Two-year-old. Oh, my yes, bad. not wife. The two-year-old. Um, so they actually got her out of the house and performed CPR, but it wasn't successful. Oh. And from what it sounded like, I'm sure they eventually took the twins out, but they didn't even try CPR because they were so severely burned that they <gasps> did not think that they were alive. Shit. Enough that they yeah they did not perform CPR on them. But they did try to perform it on Amber. Yeah, but it didn't. It did not work. And she oh. was pronounced DOA, dead on arrival. God, my heart. I know. This is so sad. I know. A two-year-old. Oh, I'm going to cry. Like, two one-year-olds. Oh, like, my God. They're so young. It's so sad. Oh. And their dad is outside, like, watching all this happen. God, I can't even imagine. It's heartbreaking. It's so sad. Um... Yeah, all three kids died of smoke inhalation. God. Um, so it sounds like, you know, the twins did not burn to death. They did inhale smoke, and that's what killed them. Oh. But they were severely burned, unfortunately. God. So um, Todd had said that his wife, Stacy, um, actually left at 9 a.m. that morning to go get Christmas presents. You know, it's coming up on Christmas. Oh, yeah. Late December. Yep, late December. They were trying to get presents for the kids. So she was gone. And he said as soon as she left the driveway, he heard the twins cry, so he gave them a bottle. Pretty normal day. Mm -hmm. um, the twins were actually found on the bedroom floor. That's weird. But Todd and Stacy both said that usually when they finish their bottles, they let them nap on the floor. So it oh, was pretty normal. Weird. I say, okay. It was very normal to have the kids laying on the bedroom floor. It was very normal okay. to him. Um, so as soon as he let them finish their bottle and then they fell asleep on the floor, he went back to bed. 
as any man's going to do. Yeah. <laughs> you know? Shit, I would too. He's 23. Like, he's a young, oh, young dad, dad to all these kids. Like, he also wants to take a nap. Like I said earlier, when they nap, you nap. Yep. That's the just what it is. It. That's just what it is. Mm-hmm. Um, so he actually, next thing he knew, he woke up to Amber, the two-year-old, screaming, Daddy, Daddy. By the time he woke up, he saw that the house was already filling up with smoke. And so he, of course, was panicking. Um, he ran to the kids' room to try to get them out. Um, but he was staying low to the ground, of course, as you typically do. Yeah. And it was so filled up with smoke that he couldn't really see anything. Oh. But, of course, he could see flames, yeah. especially in the kids' room. Um, so he was actually, like, feeling around on the floor, trying to, like, reach for the twins since he knew that they were on the floor. And at one point, he thought that he had actually gotten one. It ended up being a baby doll. Oh. Oh, no. Yeah. So, by that point, um, he thought that he had found them, but it was not successful. He, you know, after trying to find the kids for so long, he could feel himself passing out. So, he oh, just shit. went outside. Yeah, so he asked to for... It, I'm sure to get at least some air. Because, yeah. like, he knew that he was he could feel himself slipping. Shit. Yeah. But it was discovered later that Amber was found in the master bedroom. And he was in the master bedroom. Mm-hmm. But he didn't seem to know that she was in there because if he would have known, you know, he probably would have just picked her up, brought her outside. Um, so they think, they think that maybe she had already passed out by the time he actually stood up. But, like, yeah. he woke up to hearing her shout, Daddy, Daddy. But apparently, like, he said that he never once sensed that she was in the room with him. But how... They also think that maybe she could have gone in, like, after he left the house. Like, oh. maybe she got it. Because apparently there was a baby gate because there was not a door to the kid's bedroom. Amber okay. could get over it, but the twins couldn't. Yeah. So it's possible that maybe somehow she got out of the fire but the twins couldn't and it was after he so the went... fire started in the bedroom their bedroom yes there's like three points that the fire started and one of the main ones is the bedroom that's so weird i mean i know like, so like i don't arson, so like... i know but like how you know like if he went into the bedroom trying to find the kids yeah and had to leave because he was so overwhelmed somehow the two-year-old got out of that bedroom after that happened and went to the master it doesn't really make sense but um he like had no idea he could not he said that he had not a single clue that amber was in there so maybe maybe she went in there after he had already left the house okay who knows possible it's possible they say that it's possible so yeah that's like the event of the fire they the kids unfortunately died Stacy was out. The mom was out. Of course, she came home. Yeah. Came home with Christmas presents for her children that she would have to find out did not make it through the fire. How depressing. I know. Holy shit. And like a couple days before Christmas, like when we're like wanting to celebrate family and like, it's so sad. It's so sad. And you said like the kids, the twins like were one. They were one years old. So this would probably be their their first Christmas. It or is something? probably their first Christmas. Yeah. Wow. Holy shit. Yeah. I wish this was vodka now. I know. It's really <laughs> sad. It's very sad, and I can tell you now, this does not have a great ending. 
Okay. So, I'll just prepare you for that. <sighs> so, <laughs> after the event of the fire, there were two fire in- investigators that came to the house to try to, you know, figure out what happened. Makes sense. Um, Luckily, so... it was not John Orr, because he was in prison. He was not there, I promise. <laughs> um, so, one of them was named Douglas Fogg, which was the assistant fire chief. Okay. I am assuming Corsicana. Corsicana. I feel like if your last name is Fogg, you have to... Two Gs. Cool as heck. Yeah, you Love have it. to like be a firefighter. You have to do something. Yeah. And Manuel Vasquez, which was the deputy fire marshal. So they both, they have done this before. They know what they're doing. They know they're what's seasoned. going on. They know what's happening. They visited the house four days after the fire, you know, to give it time to cool off. I don't know how it works. <laughs> I don't know how it works. Um, Makes sense. We are so not professionals. from what they kind of found in the house, um, mm-hmm. Vasquez found that the fridge was blocking the back door, which he also thought was very strange. But he did find that there was just enough space to squeeze past the fridge to go out the back door. Still weird. Still very strange. Because you had, like, it wasn't that it was, like, enough space. You had to squeeze past it to get out. That's so weird. And that was the only other exit in the house. Yeah. And like I said, the room that the fire originated in was the room directly by the front door, which Mm -hmm. was the only other exit weird yeah so um when they moved some of the clutter in the house small house you know three kids that's a lot to deal with they noticed some deep charring along the base of the walls so because gases become buoyant when heated flames ordinarily burn upwards Mm -hmm. um but they had both observed that the fire had burned extremely low down and that there was peculiar char patterns on the floor shaped like puddles Great. So. We love that. This kind of explains it a little bit. Um, A flammable or combustible liquid doused on a floor will cause a fire to concentrate in these kinds of pockets, which is why investigators refer to as the poor, like, to them as poor patterns or puddle configurations. That makes sense. So basically, like, it points towards arson, unfortunately. Um, The fire had burned through layers of carpeting and tile and plywood flooring. The metal springs under the kids' beds had turned white, which is a sign that intense heat had radiated beneath them. Under the bed? Under the bed. That's fucked up. Yeah. Yeah. So seeing that the floor had some of the deepest burns, Vasquez deduced that it had been from hotter, like that it had been hotter on the floor than the ceiling. Which, since heat rises, was not normal. Yeah. Especially because, you know, he was crawling on the floor to try to reach the twins, but they said that it was hotter on the floor. Yeah. But, you know, usually, like, if heat rises, as it's supposed yeah, to... then you would crawl, crawl. That's when you want to crawl, because you but stay low. But if it's low. too hot on the floor, then you don't... But they said that the floor was hotter than the ceiling. That's weird. So, a lot of things just not making sense. No. It's not um, So up. then Fogg also examined a piece of glass from one of the broken windows that he had broken when he was trying to get in. Mm-hmm. And it contained a spider-like, a spiderweb-like pattern, which investigators called crazed glass. So okay. like the textbook, the textbooks describe it as an effect as a key indicator that a fire had burned fast and hot, meaning that it had been fueled by a liquid, liquid accelerant causing the glass to fracture. Oh, wow. So it's not that it just happens like there is a reason yeah that this glass breaks that way weird i mean that science is cool science is awesome yeah um 
So yeah, it's just a lot of things like pointing, pointing it towards arson. towards arson. Yep. Um, and so then the burn trail, because they could like easily see a trail, um, went from the children's bedroom into the hallway and then turned sharply to the right and went out the front door. Well, that seems very deliberate. Yeah. You know, the only exit. Yeah. And so Vasquez identified three places where the fire had began, in the hallway, children's bedroom, and at the front door. He later testified in court that multiple origins point to one conclusion, that the fire was intentionally set by human hands. Damn. So at this point, they are all set that they know exactly what happened. Yeah. Um, so they both believed that they had a clear vision of what happened that morning. Someone had poured liquid accelerant throughout the kids' room, even under their beds, then poured some along the hallway and out the front door, creating a fire barrier that prevented anyone from escaping. Especially See, the with under the, the bed part really fucking gets me, though. Yeah. I mean, especially blocking, like, the only actual exit. I say, especially with the fridge blocking the back door, which was the only other exit. Yeah. They believe that it was deliberately transformed into a death trap. What the fuck? Yeah. That's wild. Yeah. People are just fucked up. So, after all of that, all of that they found at the house, the fire was now considered a triple homicide, and Todd became the prime suspect. Well, duh. He was the only one that got out. But the neighbors all said that he very clearly was so distraught that this was happening. You know, like, that he looked genuinely concerned. I mean, yeah, you can uh, do that and still, like, I don't know, fake it. Or maybe he was actually upset that he, you know, followed through with it. Well, originally, all the neighbors said that they genuinely did not think that he could do it. Originally... As soon as he became the prime suspect, they all changed their stories. Oh. So, originally, Diane said, like, oh, he was trying to get back into the house. Mm -hmm. He really cared for these kids. Well, she changed it. Uh Uh-oh. So that she said that she never saw Todd try to enter the house until the authorities arrived. Why not just say that in the first place? I have no idea. She thinks that he was, like, putting on a show. That as soon as the authorities arrived, then he was that distraught father that was like, oh my god, my babies are in there. So she immediately changed her story as soon as he became even, even, like, slightly thinking that it was him. Like, automatically changed her story. And also said... Um, when the kids' room exploded with flames, she said that he seemed more preoccupied with his car, which, while that was happening, he moved down the driveway. Oh, so... Only- he moved his car as the kids were burning in a house. What the fuck? Um, later, someone mentioned that maybe he did that because he thought if the fire got too close to his car that it would add more damage to the house of, like, then the car would explode. I mean, yeah. So, like, that's a possibility, but it seemed weird that, you know, when like, the I'm kids' room is, like, exploded. When the kids... That's going on. The kids' room, like, just exploded, like up in complete flames and he's like i better move my buick i don't know if he drove buick (laughs) (laughs) i don't know if he drove the buick i just said that 
Um, oh so yeah, God. she thought that, that was weird that he seemed a lot more preoccupied with like moving his car no than kidding. like, you know, continuing to just stare at the house burning yeah, or trying to go back in Yeah, because at this point the authorities weren't there. So he, in front of Diane or so she says, he never tried to go into the house until well, she the, says, yes. Yeah. Until the authorities got there. And then he was like, Oh my gosh. My um, someone else said that like they wrote in a statement quote Things were not as they seemed. I had the feeling that Willingham was in complete control. Oh, shit. So that's not great. And another witness said that um, he kept on, like, screaming, like, my babies, my babies, and then fell completely silent, as if he was just, like, repeating that and completely blocking what was happening out of his brain. So as soon as he becomes a suspect, all the all the neighbor stories change. That's wild. Of instead of being this super caring dad, it was like, oh, he didn't even seem to care about this fire. He seemed completely in control of what was happening. That's wild. Yeah, it was disgusting. Um, so of course Todd said that he was innocent, and at this point, Stacy agreed that he was innocent. So the wife at this point said, yeah, he would never ever do that. He would never hurt my kids. But you said at this point she agreed. But. They did not have a great relationship. Uh-oh. Todd was unfaithful, um, apparently drank too much, and sometimes hit Stacy. Oh, shit. Even while she was pregnant. What the fuck? So he wasn't a great guy. No, not I'm not going to sit here and say that he was a great guy. He beat his pregnant wife. Yeah, what the fuck? But he, she said up and down he never abused the kids. Well, just her. <laughs> he only abused her. He would never abuse the kids. So she says. Still, it's still not great. No, it's not great at all. I mean, like at least the, you know, kids weren't abused until he killed them. You yeah. know, like allegedly they had a good one or two years. Um, now that they were looking into Todd as the only suspect, from what I saw, no one else was really considered as a suspect at all. Um, he was charged with murder on January 8th of 1992. So pretty okay. shortly after the fire. Yeah. They got their story together. They figured out at this point, like, they didn't have, like, a super clear motive. But they thought that, you know, like, young dad just wants to get the kids out of the way type of thing. Yeah. But, you know, that was, like, the only motive they really had. Yeah, and it wasn't very concrete. No. Like. No. It's say They didn't really have, like, anything solid. Okay. From what it seemed. Okay. They might have had something because, you know, like you have to, you can't just arrest someone on a hunch. Yeah, no. <laughs> but from what it seemed, they didn't have like a solid motive okay. of why he and did it. And nothing comes forward? Uh, not that I really saw. Okay. I could be wrong though. <laughs> I could be wrong. Um, so yeah, after he was charged for murder, he was actually offered the opportunity to eliminate himself as a suspect by taking a polygraph examination. He rejected it. Oh. He did not. That's never a good look. He did not want to take a polygraph test, yeah. but he also claimed that he was innocent the whole time. Well, just take the fucking polygraph then. He rejected it. He didn't want to do it. I have no idea why. And then, of course, during the trial is when Stacy started to believe that Todd might be guilty oh, of killing the kids. Yeah. She just kind of things were coming out. She maybe thought Evidence about it a little probably. longer and was like. 
she started believe to believe that he might have had something to do with the fire. Yeah. The neighbors, like, they set up, it wasn't a GoFundMe because I don't know if that was around, but they, like, set up, like, they raised money for this family. Oh, good. I mean, for the funeral part, good. Yeah, it was, like, to, like, also help them, them with costs. Like, and, and I at this, I think when they started raising it, like, he wasn't charged with anything yet. Okay. So in everyone's eyes still, this he was, was... a grieving father. This was two parents that lost their three children in a very tragic fire. Yeah, that's... Okay. I say, it's heartbreaking. She started to believe that maybe he had something to do with it. Um, but during the the uh, phase of the trial, um, this is where it gets a little I don't like. Okay. The prosecutor said that um, he that Todd was a sociopath. Oh. But the reason that he said he was a sociopath is because he had a tattoo of a skull and a serpent. And what? that that fit the profile of a sociopath. No. And that when, so Skulls when they cool. were, I know. Snakes like I, and serpents are I cool. literally have a sword through a heart on my forearm. So yeah. I'm no one to That's talk. That's cool. Um, but apparently also while investigators were going through the house, they found posters of like the Grim Reaper. And so they just kind of assumed that this was some sort of devil worship and that he just killed oh his kids God. because of that. So oh part of the God. case was also, like, posters in the house that they just, they're like, oh, gosh, he's got a Grim Reaper. God. And I think he had, like, some, like a band of some sort poster. I very much could be wrong on that. But they were like, oh, yeah, he's totally a sociopath. Like, look at his tattoos. Look at the posters in his house. That's ridiculous. It's not. It's nothing. That's literally But in their nothing. eyes, like, this God. is, like, what the prosecutor was, like, saying of, like, so yeah, stupid. he's a sociopath. Look at his tattoos. Like, they, it was not a case. Not at all. Maybe in the 90s, like, maybe that was a case. But nowadays, no. Absolutely not. So, I don't think that, like, he was, I don't think he got charged on anything because of that. Like, I think yeah. it was just, like, you know, trying to convince the jury of, like, no, he's crazy. Look at the posters that we found. And yeah, he's like, sir, can you lift up your sleeves so I can look at your tattoo? Like, God, I think it was just trying to make an argument that like, yeah, he killed his kids because he likes Satan, which is nothing. Nothing at all. It's nothing. But during his trial in August of 1992, he was offered a life term in exchange for the guilty plea. So, you know, because it's Texas. The death penalty is always on the table. That's true. Constantly. <coughs> um, but he turned it down, insisting that he was innocent and he would never admit to anything that he did not do, even if it meant sparing his life. So he turned down the guilty plea. Wow. And said, no, like, I am going to go to trial and they can figure out if I'm guilty or not. I'm not going to just say that I'm guilty yeah. to try to spare my life. Um, and actually, this part made me... It made me chuckle, but not in a good way. Oh, no. Um, I'm ready for it. <laughs> so, of course, Todd was in prison. He was there for a while. Um, his trial, it went on for... So it wasn't was he that in prison long. before the trial? He was probably there, like, but, awaiting so I'm trial. it was, like, a guilty. He was found guilty. So, this is... So, what I'm saying is, like, during trial. Okay. Okay. 
So I'm he is up. there. I'm on the same page. Is say he is there, and maybe it's jail. Like maybe he's at jail awaiting a plea or like uh-huh. a, a sentencing, and then he'll move to prison. Whatever the case may be, but he is currently locked up as okay. the trial is happening. That makes sense. Um, so while he was there, there was an informant that was also there. Um, I think it maybe said that the informant had also like. I think that he was someone that was in jail at the time and then turned informant okay so it wasn't that he was like placed there it's yeah. that like maybe they convinced someone to do it okay um his name was johnny webb okay. um and he testified at the time of the trial that todd claimed to confess that he set the fire to hide an injury or death of one of the girls which was caused by his wife what so he's saying that todd started the fire because the wife hurt one of the girls and they were trying to cover it up. What the fuck? And he's saying that Todd told him that this is what happened. What if... Okay, so like definitely maybe possible that that happened. But... But... Um, none of the girls that were found had any physical injuries to their body. Okay, yeah. No At least then. that they could but see I, after the fire. Because, you know, the maybe. twins were severely burned. But still, they never found any... Like, physical injuries yeah. that would indicate that they were hurt before. Do you think, uh, well, Todd, do you think he, like, thought that maybe they were so burned up that you wouldn't be able to tell? And then it was just, like, maybe this guy will talk, and then it will, like, so he was throwing his wife under the bus instead? It's always a possibility, but the reason that this made me laugh and again, not in a good way. I'm not laughing at the situation. I just thought it was funny that this was put into a trial. Okay. Um, Webb later said that he might have been mistaken. What? That Todd might not have said that to him. What? Uh, because How at do the you just time, say maybe not. At the time, Webb was prescribed many medications because he was being treated for bipolar disorder. Oh shit. So yeah. he said that maybe he didn't tell me that. What? but this was later i think he maybe said that like after the trial was done so part of the conviction was off of what was off of webb saying that he confessed to doing this and then webb was like i don't actually know if he said that to me i was on pills (laughs) at the time i could have just made that up (laughs) so like it makes me laugh because it's so ridiculous oh my god like that that was included like yeah like webb testified yeah that todd claimed this oh my god i get it I like get it makes laughing. me chuckle because it's bad it's so bad there's so many things during this trial that i'm like wow why would you do that what the fuck why would you do that um but of course based on what everything that was put into the trial um todd was convicted and put to death shit um so and then he this was... guy's like uh maybe it didn't happen yeah. and this man got killed yeah so he was executed by lethal injection on february 17th do you of... get a pick how you die i don't think so i've never even thought about that before but i just because i'm sure like a lot of ways that they used to kill people they don't do anymore that's true like they're not gonna hang anybody anymore that's true and i don't think the electric chair's around i don't think so so i'm pretty sure like nowadays and i very much could be wrong like lethal injections the way you go especially in 2004 
Oh, that's when he died? Yes. He was executed February 17th of 2004. So he was in jail from, what, did you say 92, 92 to 2004? Mm-hmm. Okay. Mm-hmm. Damn. Like, on death row. Like, yeah. he was, like, yeah. He was just waiting in line. He was just waiting. Wild. Um, so, yeah, he was execu- executed by lethal injection in 2004 at the Texas State Penitentiary in Huntsville. He was 36 when he was executed. Wow. Because he was 23 when, when he was arrested. Yeah. Um, it came out just a little later that he might not have been guilty at all and that they killed an innocent man. Oh, my God. So, in 2004, after his death, though, um, Gerald, that's how you say it, Hurst, he was a fire investigator and a chemist. He examined the evidence that made it seem that it was arson. Um, And here's a quote from him. The whole case was based on the purest form of junk science. There was no item of evidence that indicated arson. End quote. He also added, quote, There's nothing to suggest to any reasonable arson investigator that this was an arson fire. It was just a fire. What the fuck? So part of it was that they had, um, they had like space heaters in their house. Yeah. And this is the early 90s space heaters. So they Uh, were not exactly what we have today. Um, So they're thinking that maybe um, because it was said that there was one in the kids' bedrooms, but Todd like always told Amber not to play with it because, you know, hot. Yes. Um, But apparently, like, he did know that she did mess with it from time to time. It's still weird about the fridge, though, man. It's very weird, and that's never explained. And And, one of the reasons... One of the reasons that they never, like, thought about the space heater is because when those two original arson investigators were there... They said that the space heater in the kid's bedroom was turned off. It's four days after the fire. Someone could have turned it off in that time span. Yeah. Fuck, man. So, it's... So, do you think he did it? I don't know. I'm so conflicted, man. I say, so I genuinely have no idea. And it is not, like, fully, fully... Like, apparently in... I think it was 2009... Yeah, okay, so in August of 2009, 18 years after the fire and five years after his execution, a report conducted by Dr. Craig Baylor, um, he was hired by a Texas Forensic Science Commission to review the case, found that a finding of arson could not be sustained. Wild. So in 2009, they wanted to reopen the case to see if, in fact, he was guilty. You know, even if he's found innocent, he... he There's nothing they can do. He's they dead. already killed him. Yeah. He's been dead for years. So it's not actually going to do anything. I think it was just kind of like to, to clear put his to name bed of like, yeah, maybe he's innocent, maybe he's not. Yeah. Crazy story, man. Holy shit. I was not expecting you to do yeah. a mind boggle fuck. Um, but the... Do you want the the kind of fun fact or the sad fact first to finish it off? Let's end on fun. Okay. Um. So Stacy still believes that he started the fire and killed Aww. her kids, and she always says killed her kids. Oh, that is sad. Especially since there's not actual damning evidence. Uh, they found recently 
recently, 2009, that's not very recent, <laughs> um, that there might not actually be damning evidence Damn. to convict him. Especially because Webb came Is out she later. she still believes? As the... As recent as I saw, which was an article from, like, maybe, like, 2016, okay. she still believed that he is guilty. Okay. Even with stuff coming out saying that he very well might not be. Crazy. She still believes that he killed, again, her kids. And he still wasn't a great human, so. He was not great. He abused her. I'm not even gonna, like, you know, he might be innocent, but he was not innocent of beating his wife. Yeah. Shit. Okay, fun fact. Um, so, fun fact. In 2011, there was a band called The Antlers that released a song based on the events. I was kind of like, I like facts like that. I like, there's a couple of songs that I really do actually like that are, like, based on murders. <laughs> because they were, like, made after the fact yeah. of, like, you know. I like songs like that. So, of course, as soon as I saw that fact, I listened to the song. Um, it's called Corsicana. Corsicana, however you say it. Oh, um, because that's the town, right? Because that's the town name. That makes sense. Um, so yeah, I listened to it. It was released in 2011, and it was based on the events. Fun. So that is Cameron Todd Willingham. He might be guilty, he might not. I am not here to say whether he is or not, because I genuinely don't know what I believe. That's fair. I don't know either. These wow. are the facts. I'm not here to tell you whether he did or not, because I couldn't tell you. That's crazy. That was a good story. Thank you. I had never heard of this. I haven't either. Because, like, ultimately, if he did it, this is the only crime that, like, he was convicted of. But, like, he wasn't even seen as, like, a family annihilator. Yeah. That's all nuts. Like, it just said that he was, like, convicted of arson. Okay. And triple homicide. But, yeah. Yes. But, yeah. That's his story. That was that was a, a ride. I know, right? Felt like I was on a little roller coaster. I was a little right upset there. to like never find out why the yeah. fridge was in front of the back door. Same. I'm that's a mystery. I'll never know. Yeah. Unless I just didn't find anything, it was never explained Wild. why the fridge was in front of the door. You'd think that the wife would explain it if that's like normal. I don't you know. know. That was a great story. Thank you. 10 out of 10. Thank you. Snaps for you. Snaps. Snaps for the both of us. I'm not going to actually snap. No, I don't think you should. Like, so yeah, that's, I always enjoy, and I'll probably like cover the other um, cases that are um, like have songs about them. Cause I do I love find, that. I find that fact very interesting. Yeah. I love that. I do very much enjoy those types of things. Okay. Because there's, like, one song that I really like that's about a case that it's, like, a really happy, upbeat song that, like, oh. when you listen to the lyrics, you're like, oh. <laughs> you're like, oh, wow. Huh. All right. Well. Yeah. Shall we sign out? Yeah. Um, thanks so much for listening. Uh, we have the next two topics picked out, um, but we will save the intrigue. And you'll find yes. out. You'll have to listen in again. You'll have to listen in. Um, of course, normal spiel of first-time podcasts. Um, if you liked it, please, please share it with people. Tell yes, them all please. about it. Um, you can leave a review if you so please. 
um, please be gentle with us. Especially if you liked it, please leave a review. If you don't like it, please don't tell us. Uh, yeah, like, you can tell us nicely, but don't hurt our feelings. You can tell me to my face, but don't say it online. <laughs> <laughs> I think that's a good... I think that's a good way to do it. But also, maybe don't tell me to my face. Yeah, maybe Can not. you, like, DM me or something? Yeah, and then I'll just ignore it. And the, or I'll, I'll, like, block <laughs> it? I don't know. Gotta block out the negative people of my life. Absolutely. I don't deserve it. I don't do toxic. I don't do it. <laughs> I like to listen about it, but oh, I won't have it involved in my own Definitely self. Definitely not. So, yeah. Um, <laughs> share it with people. Leave a review. Um, I hope you keep listening, I guess. Yes. Do you yes. have anything to say, Britt? Um, thanks for being on this wild ride with us for our first episode. We're probably going to make a, like a social media account to kind of keep you updated yeah. on things. We um, definitely should. We haven't made that Maybe yet. Maybe like an but Instagram or something? Yeah, Instagram yeah. works. Yeah, cool. Yeah, so look out for that. Um, yeah. Maybe uh, by the time you listen to this, if from you insanity, yeah. we'll find maybe, us on Instagram. <laughs> maybe by the time that you actually listen to this, if you look up greetings from insanity on Instagram, there well, hopefully will be an account that's yeah. hopefully us and that someone else didn't take it. Oh, we'll find out. We'll find out. Stay tuned. We'll, we'll update you. <laughs> Stay tuned on that. Maybe maybe episode two, you'll hear more about that Instagram. 100%. Um, but yeah, thanks so much for listening. I hope that, please don't start a fire. Yeah. Please don't start fires. And if you are... Don't be an arsonist. If you sit down... If you start them, please sit down. Don't do that. Call your... Call your parents. Drink a glass of water first. You know, like... Think about your life. Absolutely. You know. If you're sitting by the fire that you just started, splash that glass of water on it. Yeah. Please. Unless it's a bonfire. Or like in a fire pit. If it's a controlled fire. Great. Have fun with it. But don't... Don't. Don't. Don't start it. Don't do that. (laughs) Okay, bye. Bye.